Welcome to Curious with Josh Peck. Start the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Curious Podcast. My name is Josh Peck, and I'm your host, and your name is Listener, and that's what you do. You listen. Uh, on today's show is Jay Farrow, the absurdly talented Jay Farrow. You know him from SNL. You know him from his new movie coming out June 16th, Two Minutes of Fame, uh, with Cat Williams and Kiki Palmer. And, uh, you know, funny story, Jay and I ran into each other on a flight back from Detroit a couple months ago, and we hit it off. We became fast friends, as they say. We just looked at each other and said, I think I got you figured out, and I think you would be a very good friend of mine. So he was kind enough to uh, to come and do the podcast during these insane times, and he he did not disappoint. Get ready for a great one, guys. Please enjoy Jay Farrell. This is Curious with Josh Peck. Uh, I'm Jay Farrell. I don't know why I'm doing the intro. <laughs> But I just wanted to hop in because I'm a super fan of this guy. Oh my god! Uh, I've been watching him. I've been watching him since I was growing up. We uh, coincidentally we're a year apart. I always wanted to be on Nickelodeon, and it never happened. Ugh. And you know what's funny? I'm about to now. I am about to uh, do a like a. I'm about to do something for them. With really? The yeah, yeah. Yeah, Which it's is, not too late. It's totally insane. But I gotta be like, a, I'm not. Like I've passed that stage where I could I could be like the the teen heartthrob. I always wanted to do that, but I, it never happened. You're at the tail end. Yeah, 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 big tail end. It's still possible. It it is it is not teen. Maybe maybe a zaddy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I got called zaddy, I was I didn't know how to feel about that. Zaddy, I was, zaddy. zaddy. Why do you put a Z on it? Yeah. Like, it- I don't, it, you know, it's funny. You you know my friend David Dobrik? He's like one of the biggest people on social media. David Dobrik. I've heard that name before, yeah. He's massive, massive yeah. YouTube channel. Dumb kicked up. Like right. millions of dollars every month. But he too, similar to you, he's younger than us. But his dream was to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And now, much like you, my friend, he's got a show on Nickelodeon. And he's coming <laughs> at me in his mid-20s going, I'm taking a fucking pay cut here. Being on Nickelodeon. I'm like, that's why it works when you're 12. <laughs> I thought I thought y'all was balling over there. You know, I don't want to, you know what? I don't know. I, and I don't know. I don't want to ruffle any feathers because I don't know your relationship with them. What's happening, <laughs> no, but. No, we're cool. Okay. Yeah, we're cool. But I mean, I think it's widely known. Right. Okay. But it's, it's like this. It's that thing where if you're, when you're a little kid mm. and your parents give you a quarter, in your mind, you are rich. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Nickelodeon giving you a BT check is is freaking because BT checks probably what five thousand. This was back then. It's exactly right. Right, like five Gs, which is synonymous to the to the pay the first year on SNL. You really? get up there and they pay it's five. They pay you five grand an episode for your first season. And it's the hardest work you've ever done in your life. Oh my right? gosh, you got to audition for your job every day. Oh, what's that like? Um. Let me let me check my head. Uh, see if I see how many hairs are sprouting here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not, it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking, but it does sharpen you, and it does turn you into this uh this 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 freaking this monster man. It turns yeah. you into a beast because you're just cranking out material. You, you they turn you into 
McDonald's comedy McDonald's kind of. You just like bow, just pop, 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 pop. It's like Tyler Perry can just uh, come out and and shoot a movie for a week and a half, and then come out with a movie like a month later. Like SNL is like the you, the show is built from the ground up every week. Right. So Monday you got Monday you got pitch. Um, Tuesday is writing night. Wednesday, well, uh, Wednesday is uh, Wednesday is read through. Thursday you have a uh, rehearsal. Friday's rehearsal, and then Saturday's the show. Which y'all, you can still get your stuff cut even if you have sketches in it, contingent on time. So right. if you this an hour and a half for that show, right? And um, if a sketch run, if a sketch is running over, or say somebody wants to, they break in or. Something runs over. Your yeah. sketch can still get cut. It's crazy. You know, it's funny. Bill Hader talks about how I think he was on his fifth year yeah. on SNL. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Hader, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work on it. It's, it's so trash. I hear <laughs> it. I hear it. It's a nice seed. You're nice. You're, you're very nice, Josh. <laughs> right. And Bill Hader, I think at one point, like Lauren Michaels came up to him finally at a party and was like, "You're here to stay." <laughs> like you've got your job you're probably not like we're not booting you right 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 but right, it right. you know uh, until then and he had a pretty prolific rise yeah he was on pins and needles the whole time i mean it's they it, it's the mindset that they that they do um they do put in you over there and it's like any at any time it's so much there's so much they try they try to they try to do so much mystery and it's so much waiting around for to meet people and talk to people. Yeah. But it's it's that's the that's the charm of it where you do have this institution where you have some of the not the biggest comedians that come out of there, some of the biggest comedians that come out of there, and you can always have that on your resume. And it's just a place that's like no other place. Yeah. No other place is like that. Did you grow up loving it, or was it not as oh, much yeah. a thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. I grew up. I grew up loving SNL. I always, um, I, I was watching during the Dana Carvey, um, Mike Myers days. Right. Eddie Murphy was a little bit before me, so later I watched all his stuff. But I was introduced to to Eddie Murphy by um his movies and stand up and stuff. Like you know what I mean. So finding out that he came from there and seeing his and seeing his um his rise. I, I tried to mirror what he was doing at a young age, but then I realized that, <laughs> hey, I'm from Virginia. Yeah. I am not a New Yorker. Uh, our comedy rooms are uh, sparse, and uh, that man was a beast way before I was. So it's like I had to, if I was in New York, I think I could have, it could have been something like that where I would have like tried to, I mirrored it exactly. But hey, he was 19 when he got SNL. I was 22, you know? Wow. You know, so, you know, um, I went on the road with his brother when I was 19, though. And at the time I was 19, since I was following Eddie Murphy's story, I thought at that point, I was like, oh, this is my SNL moment, going on the road with his brother. Unbeknownst to me, three years later, I was going to get the show. I didn't know. I didn't know. Always wanted to be up there, never knew how to get on. Did, uh, when you finally had to, did you do the interview with Lauren where he made oh, you yeah. wait? Did he yeah, make yeah, you wait? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 You sit uh, there for like a week. Good. Yeah. Uh, can I get some more popcorn yeah. over here? Excuse some more popcorn, please. We're gonna be here. Um, this might not take a long time now. Um, yeah, you're talented and um <laughs> Yeah, what else can you say? Stay by your phone, you might get a call. No, because yeah. I've heard he like has literally like you will be in the running, you yeah. like probably have it, but then 
this is some Geneva Convention shit. He <laughs> makes you wait outside his office for sometimes hours, no? Yes. Oh my god. Did for, you wait that long? I waited. It had to be. It was it was more than a <laughs> it was more than a, a sitcom episode. <laughs> <laughs> It was more than 30 minutes, you know, but um, dude, they make it comfortable. Like other people come out, talk to you. Lindsay Shookus, um, she came out, she talked to me. Ayala Cohen was there at the time and she's my agent now, which is crazy. Yeah. And she used to be asking now, now she's my agent. Um, and, and they and they they talk to you. Other cast members come up, they make you feel real comfortable. Okay. And then finally they're like, the interns will come out, you know, because your Lauren has like four hot and girl interns in there. That's what he does. I mean, right. it's, it's very nice to walk through his office. Oh, I bet. I mean, you'd be like, God dang, she, she bad. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if I got a chance. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm I want the job. Uh, I know, month four, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get her name and possibly her number. I was like, yeah, because you know, I can't, you know, you can't smash before you get the job. You want you to sure. wait. You got to be respectful. Sure. <laughs> you you want to be smashing somebody who's potentially your your, your coworker. Uh, you got to make sure your coworkers first before you before you violate. You know so. Yeah. <laughs> so make um, it an HR nightmare before you guys hook up. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> so he comes. So it's, it's so the girls talk. They talk to you, and these are all jokes. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm elaborating, whatever. But um, uh, then he calls you into the office. Uh, somebody be like, Lauren's ready to talk to you. He'll see you now. <laughs> Literally say that. You go in there. He's sitting, he's sitting, he's either sitting, he's either sitting at the desk. Well, he's, whatever he's doing in his office. He was sitting down, I think, when um, I got in and, and there's two chairs, two chairs in that room. And that's the pitch room. That's the pitch room. And the host will sit. There's two chairs right there. Lauren was, will either sit in one of those chairs when he's, uh, when he's doing an interview with you. And uh, yeah, we talked for a minute and uh he was like, "Yeah, well, you know, you did, you did such, you did, you did a great job. So yeah, we're, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what we can do." And then I was like, "Wow, okay, what's gonna happen?" Three weeks later, I got the call. Wow. He's like, "Jay Farrell, are you ready to come to New York?" Oh. And I was like, "Yeah, because <laughs> I work at Burlington, son." <laughs> <laughs> You worked at Burlington Coat Factory, right? I worked right? at Burlington Coat Factory, man. Which, by the way, is a flagship coat store. <laughs> a flagship coat store. And if you're going to sell outerwear, you want it to be at the Apex flagship coat store. Right, there. right. It's okay. All right. But, but it was a bit of a level up. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from minimum wage to minimum wage in the industry, it's totally different. <laughs> what, what are people's reactions, your loved ones, when you tell them? I mean, because it's the penultimate. To right. Be like, I didn't just get a job. I got the job. Right. Are, are people freaking out? Freaking out, overjoyed. My mom, <laughs> my mom does this thing when she gets really excited. She goes, <laughs> she did that all around the house for like five minutes. It normally would last for like 30 seconds. She did it for five minutes. She was just, Jared! Because <laughs> that's my name. It sucks. Jared! I blame you, mom. Jared! I can't believe it! Oh my God, I can't believe it! I was doing backflips too, and I and I came backflip. So that's a, that was my first and only backflip because if I try to do it again, I'm gonna break my goddamn neck. We gotta get you an Oscar or something we, to get maybe a double backflip. We have yes. to. Yes. No, that would be a great. That's a great idea. I gotta work on that. Josh. Good incentive. I mean, you know, maybe you could talk to the folks at Nickelodeon. They can put in some words. You know, like they they have no sweat. <laughs> they have no clout. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have such love for my Nickelodeon days, and I just yeah. know that like. 
it's just a very interesting setup there because right. when I worked there, it was before the Miley Cyruses yeah. and the Lizzie McGuire's. And right, like, you you were the Miley Cyruses and the Lizzie McGuire. But we were like, and I'm proud of this, we were of the old guard, which was like Kenan and Kel, uh-huh. all that, yep. us, Amanda Show, yep. where I started. I used to have a crush on her too. What's not to have a crush on? I mean, uh, she was a babe. Tara, and then I found out one of my one of my close friends uh, actually dated her on the. And he was on the show. Taryn. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, like, what? Dude, you were the reason. You you were the cock block that I didn't know about. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he was for all of us. By yeah. the way, not just you, Jay. Okay. So you. So okay. My sentiment. So you were the smash too. Okay. Or maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe did I hundred percent did it. Okay. <laughs> I was I remember her and the kid from my show, Drake, had yeah. like some youthful really? tomfoolery in the rafters of where we shot where they would do some kissing, which is public, so I'm not saying anything okay. out of school. All right, all right, cool. But they were yeah, they were like messing around in the rafters and I was messing around at the craft service table. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? That's something that's something else about you that was so dope. To see your transformation oh, man. from from Pudge to <laughs> to fucking um, Jason Moma, I was like, "What the fuck? How did he? What did you do? Was it? Was you? smoking crack? What? What? How did you do that? Later. Okay. Later. No, later you were smoking crack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I'm asking you because I have a similar story. Really? Because I was 250 and I lost 75 pounds within like three and a half four months. And I, I went down. They didn't know who I was at graduation. That's quick. So, yeah, I was. So, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Please. Okay. So, for every day of the week, I would eat a small plate, literally one of those sauces full of uh, some barbecue, like a little bit of barbecue. I would have salad with uh, some salt, lemon juice, and uh, olive oil. I would do that, and I would run on a treadmill on level six for ten minutes every day, no matter what. Wow! And that's at the it. I lost seventy five freaking pounds. It was crazy. That's quick. Yeah, I did. I was yeah, man. I had to, man. I was dep- You know what, man? I was depressed though, dude. Like, I was at a point before I lost weight where it was like, if I don't lose this weight, then I might end up harming myself in some way because I don't mm-hmm. like myself that much. I was I was on that I was on that you know what I mean, so when it happened everything switched and when I when I switched my GPA that year from a two point four five to a three point oh six in a year just because I straight uh, straight A's I yeah. was summer I went to summer school I summer from summer school two thousand and four to graduation oh five I said to myself if I apply myself I'm not dumb if I apply myself I can probably graduate with honors yeah did it. Freaking did it. I was reading a Spielberg, um, uh, I was reading his biography a long time ago. And when they were talking about his uh, education, they said he graduated with a, with a C average or whatever. And I didn't want, I, I said, if there would be some luck for me to land in the industry and they do do a story and they do do a biography or whatever, I said, what I don't want to happen is I don't want them to be like, oh, he was a C student. So let me try to flip that. And I did it. Why did that mean so much to you? I don't know, man. I just, it, it was it was a flip for me. I have this thing where I always, and I need to change it because it manifests itself in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. I have this thing where at the end 
of whatever I'm doing, I'll be, I'll get, it seems like I'm do I'm killing, I'm doing great at the end. Mm. But it just seems like a struggle from the beginning. Mm. And I'm like, if I don't, I have to change, I have to change my etiquette. And how I can do that is just being knowledgeable of every circumstance that I'm in. I was a 22-year-old SNL, fresh face. I was the youngest person there at the time. Young person there. Pete Davidson came later. Um, so I wasn't thinking, oh, let me. Let, let me try to soak up as much. I'm like, yo, I got here. I'm funny. Well, let's, let's make skits. It doesn't work like that. You got to politic. You got to talk to people. You have to talk to people. You have to get them on your side. I tried to do that. You know, getting, I would, uh, uh, every week I would buy, um, not every week, but I would get uh, uh, edible arrangements for the writers the and buy gift. them food. Yeah, just gift them stuff. Yeah. You know, cook. Uh, I, you know, cook popcorn, you know, I mean, stuff like that. I had a popcorn machine in my room. Yeah. Because so, you want, you need the writers to set you up to win. Right. 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 Um, but, you know, you have to, another thing, people have to understand who you are. Mm. And at 22, I don't feel like I was comfortable with myself. I wasn't. Now, uh, stand-up sets that I have done before in places like my church, school, whatever, um, being fully knowledgeable of the environment, kill, mm. freaking kill. But the broad world of comedy, you know, you have to pick, you have to be relatable. There's so many things out there, but you have to be able to translate that. People have to get who you are. Like, yo, I'll tell you right now, where I find out about myself, find out. I knew this from the beginning, but I didn't talk. I'm a freak, straight yeah. up, you know what I mean? Like, I like, I like girls, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a whole. Sure. I'm just an H, you know? Like, take that. the O off. I'm just an H. Just drop the O, and that's what I am, my H. I don't mm -hmm. know what that, hard. There you go. That's why, hard. That's what I am. So, <laughs> so my material before didn't reflect that. It didn't at all. It didn't even have a splash of that in there. What did it have? It was, it was me just setting up. It was more putting an impression in a situation mm. and uh, and making that funny. Or, you know, little little light jokes. Oh, the white people. Oh, white people here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Easy. Uh, like, easy, easy shit. Mm. Now, it's so intricate. It's like I'm up there talking to folks, just having a conversation, but it's bop, 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 because I've been, I've been through shit. Mm. I hadn't been through anything. I was a sheltered kid. I'm from Chesapeake, Virginia. I was born, I was raised in the birds. I'm not from the hood. My cousins are from the, I, I visited the hood. Yeah. I've, I've slept over, but I didn't buy stock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm, I am, I'm from the birds, bitch. I went to, I went to, uh, what was it? Daycare centers. Actual daycares. We not talking about daycare. We not talking about where you just take all the kids, drop them off at Pam house and leave them there because... That shit is uh, unlawful and you should be arrested because you're neglecting your fucking kids. I'm talking about La Petite, bitch. I went there. Yeah, it's you nice know? shit. Kinder care, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's what I did. So I was shielded from the experiences that a lot of black Americans had mm. when I was younger because my parents made sure, because they're both from the hood, they made sure me and my sister didn't go through that. I didn't experience. I didn't live in the hood until I was 22. You're like, ma, this good life is fucking up my artistry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, Josh? If you ain't got no pain, you ain't gonna gain shit. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's pain. Comedy is pain. It's it's painful. When I left, 
home. I I lived on 140th and Lenox in Harlem, and that was the hood. I knew it was hood because I seen somebody outside in the park. They were, they were doing pull-up competitions in the park. I said, oh, this is some, oh, this is some N-word shit right here. This is <laughs> yeah. what this is. I said, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I ain't going to the park. Nah, nah. Straight from the subway right to my apartment. I am not talking to nobody. And they started recognizing who I was. You look familiar. I said, no, I don't. And that's yeah. when I moved. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard Soho. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Soho is, Soho is cool. Harlem now, over the last decade and the last two decades, has been... Totally gentrified. Yeah, it's totally you know I mean? a different place. But before I left, Josh, I'm telling you, I make, I, I'm not being spurious about this. They chopped somebody up in the building next to me. Oh, I believe that. Somebody got chopped the fuck up. That was my last straw. Yeah. I said, mm, you chop? I said, y'all making Cobb salads out of people? <laughs> nope, I'm fucking good. Nope, mm-mm, nope, not my suburban ass. No way. Nah, dog. <laughs> now my blood type is organic. I don't deal with this shit. <laughs> it's interesting. I was just listening to Mark Marin interview Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. And, you know, Mark is one of those guys who loves to get into the why of comedy and right. why a comedian's funny and into right. the pain. And, and you know, Jerry, he's like, you can stop right there. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I am so uninterested in the why. He's like, so uninterested in the why. I don't care. He's like, not a prerequisite. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't think the pain has to be there. He's like, I think you can be utterly satisfied. And, you know, he comes from a particular way of looking at things. Right. And he's probably an outlier. But, but I think about Chappelle, too. I mean, I know that, I mean, Chappelle's from Ohio, but he lived in D.C. And mm -hmm. his parents were like, brilliant, are brilliant academics. Yeah. Like, so I, I'm not sure he had a super sort of inner city upbringing. No, no, no. But he was, he was around it. Right. It, he was around it. And I can say, I can say in some parts, I was, I was around it. Mm. I was around it. It's just that I wasn't, I wasn't exposed, exposed. It didn't, it wasn't firsthand for me. It was always secondhand. Yeah. It's like the secondhand smoke, even though they say secondhand is worse than a first, but not in life. Yes. The secondhand is definitely mm, softer, you know? <laughs> yes. If I would have had the firsthand experience, I would have, I would have known, I could have, I could have joked about it, you know? And as far as black people go, we do. We joke about pain. That's most of our because a lot of us are fucked up. Mm. We just sorry. I don't know if you, I don't know Please. if I can curse up here. Curse. And I'm trying. I'm trying Let not it. to. As I'm getting older, man, I'm trying to. I'm trying to limit the profanity, man. Because I got, I got my nephew. He he can pull my stuff up now. He's three. It's hard, but it's, you're right. You know, I got my church church members. I got all these people. I got my mom. Yeah. She wants to be able to show a clip. She can't go to my SoundCloud. She can play one track off, two tracks off my SoundCloud. The rest of them, she can't listen to them. And those are just the intros. Those are just the, the 15 seconds. She literally can only listen to a 30-second catalog of my music. After that, it's fucking rap. Right. Yeah, you know, so um, I, I, I am trying to, sorry for the cursing thing. I'm trying no, to. No, no worries. I'm trying not to curse. But as far as the black experience goes, like we, like I said, a lot of us are effed up, man. And, you know, in the black community, um, if you are, if you do have some type of mental ill, uh, seeking help for it. And I'm talking, I'm just, I mean, depression. Yes. If you're bipolar or something like that, you, you need to get some help right. because you, you're going to kill your family. You know, you, you got to do something. You yeah. know what I mean? 
But if you got something like, if you're just depressed and you go and try to get help for that, usually it's, it's looked down upon. It's the mindset and the ideology has changed and it's changing over the last few years. But for the most part, that's frowned upon. Like, ah, I don't do that. Oh, you soft. Are you going to the, you going to a psychiatrist? Oh, a shrink. You got problems. It's like, nah, I do have problems. They do need to be addressed. And if they don't, I could potentially hurt myself. I need to do something. So, um, you know, the therapy for us, a lot of us, man, um, is just jokes, mm. talking, talking about it. You know, finding that, whatever it is. Um, you know, uh, you were asking me, what did I talk about before? And I didn't, I didn't put this in there, but I should have added it. But something else I would talk about besides doing impressions, putting them situations, would be uh, just abuse at home. You know, because I mean, I got, I got my ass kicked mm. when I was a kid. So that's what I, I would talk about that. But that's only, that's a percentage of the black experience, brother, you know. I don't know if you've been. I don't know if you've been whipped and all that stuff. I, you know, growing. I grew up in in the inner city in New York in yeah. Hell's Kitchen, and I had a single mom. I'm an only child, okay. and so she was a fucking lioness because there was no man around oh. to do that yeah. role. And growing up, and I talk about this a lot. It's in no way saying that all of my friends who were a minority or not. You know, all my friends that were having a similar experience to mine that had a certain level of financial insecurity, maybe mm. didn't have one of their parents, mm -hmm. they were usually black or Latin or like, and growing up in a public school in New York, I was like, these are the people I identify with. Yeah. So I knew you what- can pass, You could pass, you can come to the cookout. I, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It'll just be me, me, Neil Brennan. You, <laughs> you Neil, Robin Thicke. Eminem and Michael it. Rappaport. Those are the only one. Everybody Bless. else, fuck y'all. We ain't G Easy. He can't come. Yeah, you're you're in the purgatory right now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna screen. We're gonna look G back into your file and make sure you're cool. Yeah, we'll check back <laughs> later to see if you've gotten any blacker. But until then, you can't yeah. come, sir. No. Yeah, if you had any mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> but Freaking no, I can make the stallion on the side of the face. Yeah, son of a bitch. No, go ahead. <laughs> but I can totally. I, I so I can totally identify with that. And I would I would wonder, is there an air of like I would imagine too, because especially being a male. In the African American community, you have to be so freakishly strong, right? Right. So in the face of so much adversity right. that it's like to show even like the smallest break in that armor is considered a massive weakness. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to have and that itself carrying carrying that where you have to bottle up, you have to bottle up, but essentially all of your emotions, mm. um, uh, for a long period of time of your life that itself is mentally jarring and damaging. Yes. You know, holding it all in. Sometimes you just need to talk about it. Bro, if I didn't have if I didn't have rapping, if I didn't have comedy, I I could guarantee you I would not be here right now. Mm. I would not. I would, you know, I don't want to be dark, but I'm being honest. Yeah, it's That's some real shit. Is there is there any part of it too where there's a level if you're like if you have an experience similar to what you had where you live in the suburbs and mm -hmm. you you were at daycare where you almost have to feel bad about it? Yeah, you get and you feel bad. You feel bad when you're amongst a group of other folks with a totally different experience. Sure. 
But as I've gotten older, and I'm not recanting my statement, I'm not doing that, but I'm adding addition. As I've gotten older, I've incorporated those things into my set even more. I, I have. Yeah. I've incorporated being from the, I got a set talking about that now, but I wasn't comfortable and experienced enough before to be able to paint that picture and illustrate it to the crowd and be lucid with it. Mm -mm. I wasn't, and I think maybe I was, and maybe I was apprehensive to do it because I was, like you're saying, I'm black and I haven't, I'm black, but I'm a different black. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And like, I'm, okay, I'm Will Smith black. That's me. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> I can go to the hood, I can talk this shit, but I'm not from there. But I can blend in. You know, every time I go to, every time I go to uh, Florida and my mom's side of the family, man, like, I don't love them to death, but they, you know, they, they rowdy. Oh, yeah. But I can talk this shit with them. When I'm around them, I, I can do it. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's fun. It's fun being able to do that. However, knowing, having the wherewithal that that's not your life, you got to accept that and find out how to incorporate who you are and just paint it on stage. And like I'm saying, I figured out how to do that when I got older. Now, uh, fucking toss up. These next two specials that fucking dropped, Josh, they're going to turn me into Jay Farrell. Yeah. The next special is going to turn me into Jay Farrell. The special after that is going to perpetuate it. Now, I'm already Jay Farrell, but to the masses who haven't seen me in that light, they're going to be like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for him to do. And I can't wait for them to see that. And something else, when you're putting out a special now, me being 32, my mindset, I can't just put out a special. Mm. What I have to do is I have to say something. Because in the political climate that we have right now, I would not be doing my brand, my people, or my followers any justice if I just sweep shit under the rug and act like shit's not happening. Right. I can talk about, I can talk about being a black man in America at 32, Josh, because I had something happen to me two months ago. When I was running, I was on Ventura. I was exercising because you know they shut down all of the shut down all the gyms because of COVID. But I'm running, um, and I got this thing called Run Tracker. It tells you when to stop. It tells you when to go. At this point, I was at stop. You can walk for two minutes. I'm walking. Uh, I'm walking um, the the uh, the intersection of um, Corbin and Ventura. So like Woodland Hills? Right near there. Yeah. Right by the right by the 7-Eleven, right? Uh a officer, I see, I see an officer to the left of me. I don't think anything of it because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yes. Like I told you, I'm from the burbs. I, I was taught to not <laughs> disobey the law. You know yeah. what I mean? I haven't even had a ticket. You know what I mean? And if I had a ticket, I went to driving school and I got the shit off my record. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm passing. I see this cop. I don't think nothing of it. Moments later, I see a gun. Get on the ground. I'm thinking, I'm thinking he's talking to somebody beside me. You're thinking someone's in a lot of trouble. That's what I said. I was like, oh, he about to get somebody. Oh, let me get my camera. Yeah. Let me start recording it. Guns pointed at me. What am I doing? 
Put your hand. Put your hands on the ground. Spread them. Spread your hands like spread your hands in the, in the fashion of an airplane. They told me to spread my hands like an airplane. One officer got me. Three officers came up uh, in a truck, hopped out. They all got guns on me. Four of them. The other white, the other officer in the front, he don't got nothing on him. But those four officers, and I got video footage of this. And there's a video up right now that I did uh, uh, um, dedicated to Black Lives Matter that has the footage in it. But four of them get on me. The one officer puts his knee on my neck. He puts his knee on my neck. They put in cuffs on me, Josh. Josh, I've never had cuffs on in the bedroom. So I don't want my cuff virginity taken by some police officer that I don't even fucking know. And you don't have gloves on. You don't have no gloves. You don't have a mask. There's no etiquette here. And you tell me that you're, you're um, detaining me because I fit the description of a black man that fled the scene of a crime that had on a gray shirt and gray sweatpants? And you just literally looked at me up and down and said, you fit the description? That's not right. Right. That's not fucking right. I told him. I said, yo. I said, if you all Google Jay Farrow, you will see that you're making a, a big mistake right now. Tell me why a minute and a half later, as I'm handcuffed, they've already asked me, do you want to sit? You want to sit on the you want to sit over there in the corner? I said, no, I'm not sitting. It's COVID. I don't know if it's on the ground. Yeah, they're bringing you a bottle of water and shit. Right. Right. Come on, man. What, what are we doing here? I said, I don't want to sit. I said, I don't want to sit on the ground, man. I don't want. Two minutes later, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, a minute and a half. I'm sorry. It's not you. I said, yo, get these effing handcuffs off me. Oh, we're sorry. That's all it was. I'm a black man. I got stopped because I'm a black man running down the street. I'm in a nice area. In a nice area. Right. I live there. Yes. I've worked my ass off so I could be there and not have the fear of getting fucked with. Yes. And I'm getting fucked with. And I'm. And what if, God forbid, you weren't Jay Farrow? That's what I'm saying. But just another innocent dude running. Could have been, could have easily been a George Floyd, uh, Ahmaud Arbery situation. Yeah. And coincidentally, the Ahmaud Arbery footage dropped a week after that happened to me. Where he was running and he got shot by a former police officer and his son. That's why I didn't make a big stink about him. I was like, you know what? Because I don't trip over what could have happened. Mm. That's like insanity. If you trip over, if you keep thinking about what could have happened, you're gonna drive yourself crazy. It's like the what is the definition of insanity? Uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result, right. expecting a different result. Right. But you get the same. That's, that's insanity. So I'm like, I'm not gonna trip. But what it did, everybody else around me got emotional. My mom's crying. My sister. I got my pop. I got my pop worried. I got my church members worried. Forget me. I'm alive. But. You emotionally fuck with them. Now, me, I might have a little bit of PTSD. I'm saying I haven't been out on the main road running since then. Like I, like I stay that. in the neighborhoods. I stay in the neighborhoods, but still, that can be that's that's easily, that can easily become a dangerous situation. Because as I'm running in these neighborhoods, I see a cop car pass by me. And the thing that constantly circulates in my mind and circulates in the minds of so many different POCs in America. It's the mindset of this cop. Is he having a good day today? Right. Or is he not? Because if he's not, he going to come out. He might get out of this car and fuck with me. And this could be my last run, a time out here. That's the difference between all these people out here 
chanting all lives matter stuff. They don't understand. They don't get it. When you say all lives matter, we're not... Why are you trying to... You're pulling attention. You're trying to distract. You're, right. you're trying to distract away from the, from the attention. Listen, we all know. We understand that all lives matter. That's not a question. Everybody's life has value. But it should never... We should never, as black people, have to feel like our lives are in danger if we're doing regular things like going to the store, going to the gas station, going to the gym, exercising, doing human things. And you saw that meme, I'm sure, which is like, when someone says Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they don't go, what about colon cancer? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that's like, literally, that's like somebody being like this, hey man, you know Popeye's got some good ass sandwiches, but KFC sandwiches are good too. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and fuck KFC. Fuck KFC. Cause they cause, cause we know they donated to the Trump campaign. Fuck them. You see <laughs> right. what we're doing? Right. It's it's the I I don't know. I don't know what possesses people. I don't know why. I feel like I feel like if you would do a narcissistic test for a lot of the Americans, a lot of us would pass with flying colors. Most of us, people in general, everywhere. Constantly on your fucking phone. You constantly on Instagram. Oh yeah. Looking at yourself. I'm constantly. I got 15 mirrors in my house. I, <laughs> I'm clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be checking different angles. Oh shit. Wait a minute. Oh, it's a dimple. Wait, I got. I've uh. got. I've got my favorite mirror in my house. Like, yeah, yeah. I can rank them. There's one in my bedroom where I'm like, this is one. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the selfies get you, taken. You keep the side mirrors. In, yeah. of, <laughs> it, it, it's a full length mirror that honestly, Jay should be at a fucking sideshow, like at a freak show, because <laughs> it is so distorted. This is the Taj Mahal of mirrors. What are you talking about? Everyone looks good in that mirror. My buddy and I were having this conversation about how people feel like they can introduce some loosely related fact into right. the conversation and feel like that just like takes all of the 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 value out of what you're talking about. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, either I have two, I, I have two sort of theories on this. Either you're using this bullshit related fact to mask your racism. Right. Or it's so, and I heard this and I I I could be wrong with this, but there were a few people that were like introducing, which fucking kills me, like George Floyd's criminal past, which I'm like, who gives a fuck? Ridiculous. Like, and I, I sometimes wonder if it's that they have to somehow vilify him because the reality of the murder of what happened is so great. The injustice mm -hmm. is so great that somehow they have to qualify it in their mind. Otherwise, it just feels like the world makes no sense. And in this in this moment, the world doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. And that's right. what they need to understand. It yeah. just doesn't. I, I, you know, when that Candace Owens video came out, that made me want to rip my fucking hair out where she's like giving his whole history. I wanted to be like, we don't even allow waterboarding to terrorists, Jay. <laughs> we, Why would we do it? To, I feel you, my man. We I don't, we won't even hurt people in Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. But we're killing a man on the fucking street right. for perhaps forging a twenty dollar bill. Right. It's I didn't even insane. know that. I didn't even know that when I didn't even know that because because me, I'm looking at it like, oh, that's an innocent man that got killed. That's it. Right. It's an innocent man that got killed by the folks who were supposed to protect you. Right. Protect and serve. And that's the and that's the big issue. You're right though, man. But freaking all there's people living, there's people who can who can Function normally, they done fucked up shit to us in different countries. We don't fuck with them. But in our own, the people that are here, 
It's like, oh, 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 but you, you know, you fam, right? So you'll get it. We can, we can get rid of one of y'all. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's, it's fine. We'll just make another one. I mean, it's a lot, right? You know, <laughs> there's so many of them, right? Just, just make another one. 13% of the population. Yeah. That's what they say. 13% of the population. I don't know, because I know more than thir- I know more than 13 black people. I, <laughs> I personally believe that there are way more than 13% black people in this country. We just don't fill out them damn census reports. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, I don't fill them out either. I freaking, I got so, I got so disappointed in myself because um, all the political leaders come out, uh, especially, especially during um, crisis, um, and of course it's pandemic and shit, but they say, make sure you fill out your census. I got, yo, I, yo, I got high. And I saw it, it was just sitting on, it was just on the counter and I stared at it for like 20 minutes and I finally said, yo, that's fucked up. (laughs) They don't even know I'm black in here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, am I black and proud? (laughs) Am I allowed to say it loud? Because if you personify this situation with me not filling out my senses, it's like, <laughs> Say it loud! I'm like, I'm black and I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm like whispering this shit, man. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting my shit together, bro. This, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't like. Well, I just don't like when that census card comes oh, to your house oh and it's got those bold letters. Like, you could go to jail for this. I'm like, I'm not gonna be intimidated by a postcard, <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> it has my name and it has my address on it. I mean, r- really? I, pfft, yeah. Really? You're going to send me the... If you're a manila envelope, you could talk some shit. Because <laughs> when a manila envelope comes, no matter what, you fucked up. It's bad. <laughs> it's, it's court documents. Yo, you remember, you remember in school when you get a referral and they put the shit in there? Did you ever try to forge? Did you ever try to forge a referral when you were in school? Oh, 100%. Dude, yeah. so much. I tried to... I tried to like impersonate my parents. That's the one thing I can't, that's the one impersonation I can't do, my parents' handwriting. Because the shit is like totally, my dad does this crazy shit. My mom, she's like this. And I write, I write like this. Like I have the weirdest. Me too. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't, I, I but my handwriting is awful. Is your handwriting passable? It's, what if I, if I, if I slow down? Yeah, I go like this. It's like a, it's like a mandible. It's weird. And I remember in second grade, the teacher being like, you know, we really need to focus on this. Right. They put the special shit on the pencil. Yeah. Yeah, the little dots. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they put the little, uh, it's like a little fat, little rubber thing on the bottom. Right. So you can put your fingers up there. They didn't work. No, this shit doesn't work. Yeah, fuck that. It's I ridiculous. Knew, I knew very early on that I was not going to be doing a job where I was writing documents for anybody. And if so... I'll be on a computer, bitch. We have we have Apple. We right. don't need this. Right. We don't need to write cursive. They don't even make people do cursive anymore. I can't even write more than four lines without having to shake my hand out like it's got a ghost <laughs> in it. <laughs> oh shit! When did you start procuring your superpower? Like, was it in- at six? Really, dude? I was I was six years old, and um, uh, I was watching Aladdin. And uh, of course, you got your far, you got Aladdin, but I heard the parrot talk and I was like, that voice is cool. I bet you I can do that. And I just started, I started impersonating Iago and I had a girlfriend at the time. Yes, at six. Told you, man. Wow. So, yeah, I said, yeah, I know, Snow Bunny, you know. 
Look, burbs. I had one at six two, Rebecca Camel. You did? Yeah. Shout out Rebecca. Hey man, Sarah asked you. Shout out Sarah. She didn't remember me. She remember me when I uh, walked in PetSmart. I was like, hey, Sarah, we used to talk. She was like, I don't remember. I was like, cool. She's, <laughs> She's still like, there. Aren't you the guy from Burlington Co. Factory? Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I am. But yeah. I will be shit one day. Yeah. <laughs> hope you don't need a North Face anytime soon. <laughs> I hope <laughs> don't ask me for Gucci or shit. Um um, back to it though. So I was I, I was six, and man, I, I just I got I got Gilbert Godfrey down, mm. and then after that it was uh, Forrest Gump's mom, Sally Field, and then it was Forrest Gump, and then it was Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, I used to do this bit where I had Jimmy and Sarah, and they used to fuck each other because you know Jimmy's like really timid, but Sarah was like mad aggressive and shit. So, so I'd be so I had Italian friends too. They would always have me do it. They'd be like, yo, do the, do the, uh, they'd be like, yo, do the, do the Ed, Ed, and Eddie bit. I'm like, all right. And I'll be like, um, oh my God, Sarah, I don't know. I don't think I can take it. Put it in, Jimmy. I want some dick. And I'm 12 <laughs> saying this bullshit. Yeah. So they're like, yo, this fucking moolie's crazy. <laughs> this fucking moolie's crazy. And I was like, I didn't know what a fucking moolie was either. Top found out. And then we fought. But anyway, bro, I'm totally, I'm totally going to make a, um, make a turn real quick. Bro, if we don't do a fucking film together, man. I know. I'm dead ass, bro. Yeah. Like, I fuck with you, Josh. Jake you, 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 Listen, I know this COVID shit. And you've been trying to get me down here, and I've been super apprehensive. Not because of you. I get it. But just because of it, everything. But I said, once I can, I'm going to come on, and I'm going to talk to Josh, because I fuck with Josh. I fuck with him. I'm honored, Jay. And listen, I don't know if this is conjecture, and I don't mean to put your business out to the people, but I got to say this. When we ran into each other in Detroit, yes. tell me if I'm crazy. Okay. <laughs> Are you a Delta Diamond Medallion status member? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am so attracted to you right now. <laughs> yes. Wow. I love Delta Sky Miles. I bet, dude, I got over, I have so many. I have over, I think, 724,000 miles just on United, <gasps> on Delta. I think I have, how many fucking miles will I have on Delta? Uh, It's somewhere the same number as the, what I say United was? What was United number? 700,000. 700,000. So I have, uh, on Delta, I got uh, about 560,000. Um, and then the rest of them, yeah, I've flown Etihad Airlines, all different types of shit, man. Jake, you gotta be, you gotta be down with one. You gotta be monogamous with one. You, you're spreading your hey, seed, man. united. Hey, hey, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a flight thought, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a flight thought, man. Every the, next, you're gonna tell me you're on Alaska every now and then. That's crazy. <laughs> you gotta love the Eskimos. <laughs> you got to. The tan, you know, they're real icy. You gotta fuck with them. They are. You know. I imagine an igloo is a nice time. It's yeah, warm. You know there's shit house in there. They gotta be getting drunk. Yeah, warm but. in there, fucking a bar, fucking a weed bar and an actual bar. Like this, it's gotta be. It's the just, sun never goes down. It's always a fucking party. It's yeah, a man. nice time. It's fucking Alaska. So will you tell me what are the storied? Mm. Um, mm. Before you go any further, before we hop off the subject, we met at the airport, Josh. We met at the airport. Yeah. In the story, you go ahead. If you want to go ahead, tell it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you, Jay, please. No, pl please. All right. All right. Okay. All right. 
So we get on the flight. Uh huh. And we do that famous guy head nod. <laughs> <laughs> This is so. This is so. Uh, this is this is so Hollywood. Go ahead. <laughs> we silently acknowledge each other's greatness. You know, we both know that we're over a mill on Instagram. <laughs> we're in good company. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're also thinking if the plane goes down, who's going to get more press? <laughs> Josh would. <laughs> Oh man, ah, oh, that's oh. that nigga. That's that Nickelodeon. Oh boy, ah, oh. don't nobody give a fuck about white famous. It's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Not worried about it. Uh, nobody gave a fuck about champagne. Now. All good. Uh, right along. I was in it. All good. Okay. It's great film. Great SNL. Film. SNL. Six years. Fucking MTV Awards. AMAs. <laughs> Just everywhere. But fuck y'all. Okay. Oh. But I remember we're we're talking and I, we exchange numbers mm-hmm. and I, and we go and we we dab and you go oh I, don't worry I don't have corona. <laughs> we went to dab. Well, let, let's let's be let's be. We were I was about to dap him up. We were about to go for the dap and shit. Yeah, and it was like yeah, don't worry, I don't got corona. And then there was the there was the conversation of ah, uh, I don't even think that shit's real. Little did we know. <laughs> and at that moment, Josh and Jay knew that they fucked up. Yeah, it was literally maybe six days later, the country closed. Yeah. And and you know me, because I'm ruthless. I'm like, podcast Monday. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is a... I was like, no, Josh, no, I can't. I'm not coming out there. Well, I told you I would. I was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, nah, I, I gotta wait. No, and I it took me like two. I was in den- I was one of those not denying it, but in denial for that you could get it, right? Yeah, like just of, of how deep it was. Mm-hmm. And then when the country really shut down and it was like mid-March, and I was like, oh. Oh, I was I was a bit off on yeah. this one. And it got very real. Hey, man, me too. Um, you know, when you know better, you do better. Uh I know that weekend, right before the the big shutdown happened, you know, I was getting people, trying to get people to come out to Tampa for my shows. That's where, you know, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, y'all come out. And literally, I think it was 300, it's 300 capacity, but it was like a hundred and change people showed up. It's like a hundred and hundred and fifty people, I think, Max showed up. Half, halfway. And um, I was like, oh, okay, people are scared. I get it. I get it. But, you know, let me let me get out of here. Let me do, let me, let me do, let me do it. Let me do the weekend. I don't want to cancel. Mm. I don't want to cancel all my fans. Um, and, you know, me promoting it, you know, I'm a, I'm a promo, I'll promote myself. Yeah. If yo, I'm Jay, you're coming. Like, I got to do it. I got to, I put the theatrics in it because it's all about, it's all about entertainment. But I had some people get mad as hell back then. Like, how dare you not cancel your show? You're putting people in danger. I was like, well, first of all, the guidelines that were in place at the time were, as long as it's not, what was it? Uh, it was like uh, like two hundred or more. Yeah, and it's like you couldn't do two hundred or more. Right. So I was like, yo, only a hundred and some change folks were there. So I was under. I was under the standard. I I, I was good. Yeah. Well under. Well under it. Yeah. I was fine. But nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody hit the girl hit me up in a DM after she commented. She said the same thing. You're putting people in danger. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And then, I didn't say fuck you, but literally. My my attitude was like, all right, fuck you. You know yeah. what I mean? 
But then once ever I started hearing all the shit and the deaths, I was like, damn, son, I see why she was mad. I get it. You know what I mean? It's hard. It was really hard because it's it's unprecedented. Right. We could have never imagined. And we've seen swine flu. Oh, my God. Yeah. We've been yeah. through. Nobody cared about that. I didn't think about SARS more than three times in my whole life. Yeah. I was, eh, I was like, ah, but I'm not Japanese. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> right. I'm fine. But you this know? is the age of Corona. Oh, my gosh. And it's so, I'm totally, incre- totally incredulous that everybody is acting like that. It, it, it just evaporated. Right. Everybody's out in the street right now, la, 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 acting like this shit never exists. People act as if COVID-19 was like this, was watching CNN <laughs> turn it on. It was like, oh, shit, social injustice. Yep. I'm going to head out. That didn't fucking happen. Right. COVID-19 literally stood outside, watching everybody come out, was like this. Oh, yeah, I'm motherfuckers think I'm playing. <laughs> right, right. Spike. <laughs> you dead, you dead, you dead. You get a death. You get a death. Everybody gets a death. You know what? Just wipe out Arizona. Just, yeah. Arizona's gone. Yeah, we don't need it. Doesn't yeah. exist anymore. Turn it into Mexico. It's fine. It's, a, it's, a, it's literally a Batman cartoon where everyone's like, if we just say on the news that the Joker's dead, maybe he'll be dead. Maybe he'll just hang it up. That's because, and you're saying, they don't know. They don't know. Right. Oh, oh, well, it's what well, we were saying that it it, it can be tra- if you don't if you have asymptomatic symptoms and it, you can't transmit it. But we were saying that you can transmit it. But if you if you close your mouth uh, and put a protractor in the corner of your shit, then you'll be fine. <laughs> They're just making up all types of different right. rules, and they don't know. Say that. Be honest. If people will understand, no matter how you are, no matter what you do, there is somebody out there who is just like you are. Mm. There's a whole group. There's at least a million people like you that have your interests. So as long as you're real, whatever it is, you are fine. People will, they, they'll fuck with you. Right. They fuck with, look at Lizzo. Liz, she know, Lizzo knows she shouldn't be wearing all that shit. <laughs> right. Not saying... And not shaming, not, not body shaming her. Right. But, you know, some of the stuff she does, you're just like, God dang. Like, okay, man, I got a pork chop sandwich in front of me. I'm trying to, you know, come on. This is a lot, Lizzo. Come yes. on, dog. You know, I fuck with you, but come on. Yes. You know, so as long as you tell the truth, you're fucking good. Tell us the truth. Mm. And we will fuck with you. We all know, like you're saying, we're all in this together. We are. Be honest with us. Stop being spurious. Because if you keep spewing uh, empty facts and we're going outside trusting what you're saying, we are potentially putting our lives at danger. But it kills me. I don't know if you have friends. I can't believe how many of my fucking friends in my life. Oh my God. I don't think they did well in school at all. <laughs> but all of a sudden, my boy Rick's a fucking chemist. He understands bio uh, microbiology. Huh, I'm like, huh. Rick, Rick, you own a body shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rick, Rick, you work at Costco. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, like, what? I don't need you. Like, if I need a new clear coat on my Toyota, I'm going to you, Rick. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But not for health advice, goddammit. Right, right, right. Oh man, that kills me. Right, man. 
It's just just admit that you don't know what's what's going on, and we are good. And look, look, I don't want this podcast to come out people and be you talking about Lizzo. I'm telling you, man. Lizzo. No, we love Lizzo. Well, I fuck with Lizzo. We Lizzo's love dope. Lizzo. Yes, it's deep. Yes. What what were what are the SNL Saturday Night Parties like? <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> there. You know what, man? They're really uh, a lot of celebrities show up. Um, now it depends on what party you're talking about. You're talking about the first. The first after party, you're talking about the second one. Oh, there's multiple. There's there's two. Sometimes three, depending on if you get some to come to your apartment or you go to somebody's house. Great. And they're throwing a house party. I've done that. So there's the one uh, the one that Lauren throws. Is, okay. Doesn't he have one? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. It's all SNL. It's all SNL oriented. But the first one, yeah, that's the that's the main one. Yeah. And um uh it's like, how can I describe it? Well, I'm getting off of work. You know, so you you'd be leaving work about one thirty in the morning. You head there, um, get a car service. You go downstairs. Fucking fans outside, just screaming your name, whatever. Uh, it's fucking. You know, your dick's hard. You get yeah. <laughs> get your dick hard. You go you go in the fucking uh, limousine, and then they drive you down there. And literally anybody can show up to those parties. Those the first ones are pretty tame. It's good food, but the celebrities that come through. Like, dude, anybody from Chris Tucker? I met Chris Tucker at an after party. I met, um, I know I met Joe. Mc, I know I met Joe McHale. Uh, he was there. There's so many. Besides, there's a lot of famous people that just rolled through that you would never. Russell Simmons, like people like that. Dr. Dre. You're like, what are you? What are you? You don't have any beats? <laughs> yeah. To make. This isn't. He was like, nah. I made. Pay. I made beats, so I don't have to make beats no more. Right. Good. No, it was good, Dre. I like that. I like that. He Andre. beat it. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you? Yeah, I, I would just imagine that it's such a intoxicating yeah. sort of. And then, yeah, and then you're right back. Then you get Sunday off, right? But you sleep all day. Yeah, Sunday off, you sleep all day. Probably get up about three o'clock. And that's, it depends, contingent on how drunk you are uh, from the night before. Um, you get up, and then Monday, you're right back at it, man. You were right back at it. Did you have you ever done impressions to people's face? Of, of course. Of do course. they do? Does everyone love it, or some people not? Nobody has ever. Josh, I have the. You see, you see. I think I think God likes me. He, he made me six two for a reason. Fair. Because uh, I think if I was like five six or something, I would have got fucked up already. Because people see me, they're like, "Oh wait, you big." I'm fuck <laughs> right. Um, but that's a totally joke. Um, nobody's. Nobody has really spoken out and said they didn't like it, um, besides Shannon Sharp. And Kanye had choice words to say. Um, I didn't do Kanye in front of Kanye. Kanye saw me do Kanye on MTV. He called me. That was that was crazy. Does he just get your number? Yeah, he just asked for it. He's asked SNL for my number. Uh, they gave it to him. And then he called me. Does it come up, Kanye, in your phone and his number's not even in your phone? You're like, oh my God, it's a story. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fam, you know, because, you know, I had this app where wherever I get my number out, it's like automatic caller ID, fam. You're welcome. <laughs> Screenshot that shit and put it on your Instagram. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, um, nah, he's he was yeah, he he had uh he had a lot, a lot of words to say, just background words, not anything mean, just, just like, uh, you know, I like, I, you know, I saw it, it was cool. 
Um, but I'm gonna tell you where I'm from. Um, so I'm from Chicago. He just he just gave me his whole biopic while I was on the phone with him. Interesting. Um, yeah. Sounds like he needed a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did Jay Z to Jay Z. <laughs> I'm incredibly lonely, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Jesus Walks and I wept after. <laughs> I just wanted to go bowling with a friend. <laughs> Listen, this whole thing, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, re- I'm really, I really called you because, you know, I, w- I want to pay you to. Have you seen Richie Rich? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I did Jay-Z in front of Jay-Z. That was fun. I did, yo, you know what? No, no, no. I am recanting my statement. It was one person who got pissed off. I could tell, but they didn't say it. Ice-T. He was pissed. I went, well, Ice-T and Coco, when they had this show, I went up there and Coco was like, I heard you do Ice. Go ahead and do it. And I did it, and I seen his eyes twitching. Like, I, yo, you know when this, this shit trembles right, right. here? Your little, your, your little bottom lid. Tr- the bottom lids were trembling. That's how I knew he was pissed off. Because when I do iced tea, I do a stutter. I do not a stutter, but a lisp. A lisp, said, right. Got a li-. But you could tell he's worked on it over the years. <laughs> like he's, he's really tried. Like, you watch his commercial. If you watch his shit from, like, 95 to now, he's clearly had speech therapy. <laughs> clearly. Now, I'm, I, I think, no, nah, fuck that. I could, we could talk about AC because he didn't do nothing but tweet it and then I'm going to get more followers. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, Playboy, because I'm Ice-T. Everything is platinum. It's all about being platinum. Listen, we got your, we got your prints on the scene. We know you did it. You were here. Just tell the truth. I said that, and <laughs> the trembling of his fucking eyes. I said, yo, if this it was back in 1990, she shot me in the face. It'd be a rap. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been J-Killer. It would have been Cop Killer. It would have been J-Killer. Because it, it almost been... sounds like a Looney Tunes character. Yeah. When yeah. You do it. yeah. But it's so funny. But like, it's right. I'm watching him. I was watching him last week, and it was this commercial he did. Was it uh, was it alert, life alert, or some shit? He did. He's really? doing something like that. Good for him. It's one of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's he's set. Yeah. You know the commercials keep paying you, but he was like, "This is Ice T. Make sure that you call this." N-. I was like, "This motherfucker works on it." That's what I felt. Whole, I was like, "Oh, I picked on him. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't know." Poor thing. Poor thing. You millionaire. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Dick Wolf Riding. <laughs> <laughs> you say Dick Wolf Riding? Oh, man. That's fucking funny. Oh, um, boy. All right. Last question before my last question. I'm just fascinated because, like, what's your way in with an impression, right? Because, like, when you when you hear other people do Obama, right. it's it's always like a in a, like a, a folks. Like, there's like a word, or like Michelle. Right. Like, there's a word that, like, launches someone in or... Or like with a walk in him. Is that for you? Like, do you need to anchor it in something? Uh, well, uh, Josh, when when you've been doing this for over, uh, I'd say, uh, how many years? About, uh, take that away, uh, 20, 26 years. You can just do it. Now, if somebody needs something to start them off, well, that person is not as good. i just i don't know everybody has a process i'm not taking away from anybody's process right everybody's different mine i literally think about the person and say think about their face as i'm saying the words and that just gets me there it doesn't matter what i'm saying i just go i can go to it 
Like, if I want to talk like Denzel, you know what? My face is changing because I'm looking as Denzel talking to Josh Peck. That's what it is, huh? <laughs> he does that. Yeah, he does it. He does it. He has to do it, right? He has to do it like this. He talks. He looks at you. you know, he takes a little lean. Oh, okay. All right. That's what it is, right? Yeah. All right. Look, that's, what this, that's all it is, right? It's nothing but black Matthew McConaughey. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. See, it's the same shit. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. See? Huh? So, yeah. I vision a person's face and then I go into it. That's genius. Yeah, man. It's incredible to watch you do it because oh. what it reveals is how weird everyone talks. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. no matter who you are. Yeah. And like, you knew, like, I am, I don't know if there's, uh, I, I'm one of Denzel Washington's biggest fans. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. in watching you do it, I'm like seeing like, oh, Mount Vernon, like mm -hmm. where he grew up, like, oh, like he's so New York. Mm -hmm. Like he's so like, yeah. like there's all these extra layers that make Denzel, Denzel. Mm -hmm. And he's got different. <sighs> He's, there's different levels. There's different levels to everybody, man. And I always, I always say, you never, you'll never completely learn somebody because you don't personally know that person. But you can always find something. They'll always reveal something new to you if you watch them in interviews or whatever. You'll find a little tick. And I used to be so good at finding those little ticks. I'm a Libra. I pay attention. That's yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, even when I, even with Eddie Murphy, it was, even before I got the voice, it was more of like the eyes, you know, looking around, you know, it's, it's waking up and, you know, looking from side to side and all of a sudden you just start talking like Eddie, you know, it's just, it's wow. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. That's sexy and that's hilarious. Yes, yes, yes. So amazing. <gasps> so it's like little ticks and shit. I just, you keep going. I, the, the the dumbest thing somebody can do is is wake up and say I have learned enough. You can never learn enough. Your brain is the, this shit right here is so fucking intricate and it's so there's there's so much room for it to expand. It's like the fucking universe. It's the universe. If the universe keeps expanding, your mind is like that. There's always another another um level you can go into it. So no no man. So man. I'll never. I'll never say I completely got somebody down, even though people, oh, he's the impression god or whatever. And right. I use the hashtag just because. <laughs> it's, it's just a good hashtag. Yeah, it's a good hashtag. Come on, man. <laughs> impression god. Yeah, that's G A W D. Nice. Come on. Yeah, copyright, you know. Come on. Check it out. Check it out on my merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, final question. Yeah. I ask everyone on the podcast this. What are your one or two Jay Farrell commandments? Truths that you have discovered that you'd want to impress upon someone else? Um, never, okay. Never be afraid to fail. Um, and never talk shit about people you could potentially work with. Yeah. That's a big one. You know? I met Cat. I'm, I'm in a movie coming out called two minutes of fame it drops next it drops it drops june 16th mm. Mm. um all of the folks in the movie good cast whatever i've heard so many people talk about cat williams in a negative way um i never liked it i i always said to myself i, I think cat is really smart i think brilliance brilliance there's a thin line between brilliance and insanity and cat is brilliant He's not insane. 
Yes. He's smart. He knows what he's talking about. And he's a good person. A very um uh he he's he's a super charitable person. He likes he likes giving, but he doesn't like people to know about it. You could have somebody who donates a million dollars to whatever organization and they say it themselves, I donated this much money. They show it. The fact that Kat is one of those people that does have money and does those type of things on the low just shows you what type of man he is. And I was flabbergasted that he knew who I was because in my mind, and I have to stop thinking this, Josh, because you know who I am. I be thinking that I ain't shit sometimes. Of course. But it's, but it's not like that to them. You might feel like you haven't reached where you need to reach yet, but to the world, you've made it. But we as artists can become so jaded so quickly because we're constantly trying to get to a, uh, get to a place in our minds where we, we see ourselves. A new finish line. A new finish line. But I'm saying that to say, when I met Cat Williams, I was, I was, I was so, I was starstruck. Um, he didn't know who I was. Our trailers were right beside each other. I'm a big fan, I'm a super fan. Been watching him since 2002, when Next Friday came out. 18 years been watching this man. He calls me in his trailer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking, that. oh, we just gonna smoke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I know he smokes, right? It's legal. It's Cali, it's fine. Walked in his trailer. He says, hey, my kids want to take a picture with you. They're big fans. I said, what? <laughs> I'm, no, I didn't say that to him. I was like, yeah, cool, man. But in my mind, I was like, his kids are fans of mine, and I'm fans. Of, this is full, this is a full circle for me. And I never talk trash about that man. And now we got a movie together coming out starring. And it was, uh, it, it's fun as fuck. Man, I love it. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Was that, was that? Okay. <laughs> I was like, was that good? I was like, okay. That was perfect. But Thank yeah, you. those two things. Yeah, no, sure. That was it. That was Jay Farrell. How good was that? This guy transforms. Listen, watching him do that in front of you is, is, it's genius. It's, it's, it's not of this world. I mean, it's as close to a, it's like watching a, a transformer, like literally in front of me. And like, I'm Shia LaBeouf and Jay is Optimus Prime. And I'm watching him go from a very capable 18-wheeler Peterbilt into a flying mega crime-fighting uh, six-story robot. And it's incredible. Um, please uh, make sure to review the pod. It always helps. Uh, give it a review and uh, do the stars thing if you can. And if you don't want to, hey, fuck me, right? Just kidding. You don't have to. But if you love the pod, it always helps to uh, to keep it going. All right, guys. Have a great week. Bye.